Hello, welcome to another episode of Dubai's Daughter. I'm Khalil L. I have the pleasure of meeting here today with you and Shamika Stokes of Meeks Creations Creative Services. How are you today, Shamika? I am doing well today. How are you? I'm doing fine. You know, just waking up. It's great. Yes, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So can you tell me about your first business etiquette experience and the results of that? So my first business etiquette experience, it will be when I um, got my first job. I will say my first real job was at Wendy's. So how did I go about that? Well, I talked to my mother about it and they told, she told me what I need to wear. So basically um, I had a pair of black slacks, a white shirt, in black shoes. That is my first experience. And the results are due to the fact that one, I was dressed apart. My mother also told me to be poised, be clear, uh, be precise and answer the questions as um, they were presented to me. And she said, do not rush into it, take your time, but don't take, your don't take too long of a time, right? So, Basically, that was a good that was a good um, piece of advice. My father told me basically, whoever you're speaking with, make sure you look them directly in the eyes. You know, don't don't put your head down. Keep your head up, and you know, make direct eye contact as you're speaking. So that's a piece that he actually told me um, because he military retired. So because of those simple tips that they gave me. Um, I was able to go in to my interview, confident. I was 16 years old and um, and I got the job. So, and I got the job actually um, on the spot. So, you know, so she hired me on the spot. So that was a real good confident booster for me. <laughs> yeah, doing that? Sounds kind of nerve wracking to me. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, I was nervous. <laughs> Um, I was definitely nervous, you know. Um, I smiled through my nervousness, <laughs> to be honest. Um, that's how I did it. I kept my hands in front of me, kind of holding them a little bit so I wouldn't be shaking or anything. Um, so I was trying to do everything that, that they were told me and to um, still, you know, be myself, right? right. I, you know, I had to be me. And that's another part of it is that I was myself. I just didn't do exactly what they told me to do. I did it in a way that um, worked for me. So, yes. That's great. That's great. Well, what are you doing right now, career-wise? So, career-wise. So, due to COVID, you know, everybody's home. But um, what I have done is I'm a digital marketing director as well. So, I have um, moved into that area, that arena, um, like, full-time, you know, mm -hmm. because... Um, that that's where everything is at right now. So that's what I'm doing right now. So I'm a digital marketer director and I do anything from, you know, as simple as putting together somebody's Facebook business profile, right? Um, setting up their cover images because I am also a graphic designer. And then I've also, I also have been in the realm of creating web pages. Um, because right now, due to the, the, the environment that we have, nobody's going to brick and mortars. 
So everybody's going to the web. So no matter how good your service is, no matter how well it is, nobody can see you anymore unless you're on the website. Right. Unless you're on the web. So that's why I basically I also create web pages for small businesses and individuals that need to be seen. And that's that's my main thing, you know. I create that 360 visual experience so that I do the work that a client possibly doesn't want to do or doesn't know anything about, but they know how to possibly they know how to use that use the tools, but to create it and to have it up, that's a whole nother story. So I'll take, for example, this lady. Um, she is she owns a nonprofit company, a very smart woman. But she went to a meeting on Zoom. And she said the first thing the guy asked her was, hey, where's, can you put up your web page? <laughs> and she said she was like, oh, I don't have one of those, you know? So she was a um, really, you know, established woman. So basically she said, okay, I realized, you know, I need to do this. So again, people of that nature that need my services, that's where I'm, that's where I stand in that gap to, um, I say help the underdogs, you know? So that's who I'm fighting for. That's who I'm helping to make sure that they're possibly not even going to use because one, they don't know how to use it. Two, they they don't really care about using it, right? So people get what they need and don't get a lot of things they really don't need. And that they don't, um, that's part of my business. So, you know, so that's part of my consultant and letting them know, you know, we're talking through it. I listen, see exactly what they need. And then, you know, from there, I take my list that I have and I go through it and I say, okay, well, it looks like you might need X, Y, and Z and put them together a package so that they can be successful. Yeah. Well, this one's not on there, but I'm genuinely interested. What's your favorite part about doing this in quarantine right now? So my favorite part about doing this is actually getting their reactions of the clients, right? Because um, a lot of times, you know, people don't know what they to expect, right? So I like to see the expectancy of someone that is really like wowed or they're like, yes, I really needed this. And, um, and that's what makes me feel good because it knows that I, I actually provided a service that was truly needed and that they were very appreciative of it. So that's what, that's what makes me feel good at the end of everything is the, that particular portion, you know, because if I know that what I'm doing is going to get you to, you know, from five to 10, to 10, to 20, to 20, to 100. Oh mm -hmm. man, I've done my job, you know? So that's my thing, you know, and that's why, you know, I call it a 360 experience because we're going around 360 is it's a circle, right? So basically we're starting from the start. We're going this way around and take you back around again you know and so therefore that's why I love doing this because you know in the corporate world you can't really hold nobody's hand like that you can't really speak with people you can't stay with them during their journey I like the fact that now you know I can stay with my clients during their journey so I can see the beginning and I can see where they started and I can see where they're at, you know, so I can see the results of my consulting. That's a great feeling. 
Uh, Absolutely. Did you do any internships? I know you worked at Wendy's, but did you do any internships in high school? Actually, no, I did not do any internships in high school. But what's interesting is that in high school, I took a um, drafting class, right? Because I wanted to be an architect. You know, that's where my heart was initially. And he explained to us that he had his own business. And with his business that he was um, actually doing, like he would run like floor plans, right? right? So he would invite students to his house to run these floor plans, you know, it's, it's, it stank horrible. And, you know, I got to go like a couple times, you know, and again, where I'm from, you know, going to like Pineville, North Carolina, to this big house that you're like, whoa, what the world? So that was my first experience of meeting somebody that actually was an entrepreneur. And I didn't know what that, what that looked like, but he gave us a glimpse of what that looked like. You know, he didn't pay us or anything, but what he did do is he had four wheelers. So he would go, all right, guys, let's get these floor plans cracking, you know, and we would um, get them done and it's, it's a male dominant field, okay? So I'm the only female besides his wife, but it, it was really fun. And he's just opened our eyes to what you can do besides have a career. You can have a career, but you can also have your side hustle. Great. And so that's what I encourage people to have their side hustle as well, because you know, you wanna have uh, most of that together, right? So that's where we're, that's where I come in. And yeah, so yeah, so that's what I did. So that's cool. <laughs> Would you say it was him or like other people that inspired you to do what you do today? So Mr. Amos was the first one. And then when I got to and he was my first, the first guy, the first actual, I'm gonna say professional that I saw do it. Right. Now my mother, on the other hand, my mom always had a side hustle, sold Avon. Right. So my mom always she was another one that so, you know, that that actually had that made money on the side. But I did not connect the dots when I was younger that that's what she was doing. I did not realize that that was an entrepreneur type, you know, situation. But she did it from we're like we're young kids, you know. So I would say my mother is the second one that really when I finally figured it out that, you know, that's what it was, then I was like, oh, wow, my mom, oh. So I used to say my mom's a hustler, you know? My next person um, that really encouraged me to, to think a little bit deeper besides just working a career. But again, at that point, I still wasn't there, you know? I yeah. was just like, okay, I don't, I don't know how, how can I do this? So, but I did know to go to, I said, I did want to go to college. So that was my next step. I went to college. And um, when I went to college, I got a better understanding of one, what I want to do, two, who I am and what I can do. So I had a professor named Dr. Kapoor and he was very encouraging on, you know, he was like, Shamika, you can do this, you know, and Again, not many women in our field. So 
at least when I got to college, there was more than just me in the class, right? So it was a couple of girls that were there. So that made me feel better. So that was my, that was like my next thing. Cause I, I told Dr. Kapoor, I don't know about this. This seems like a really male dominant field. I don't know how well I'm going to be able to do in this. And I've never told my mother this. I've never told my father, but you know, I figured I would talk to somebody that couldn't go tell them. So, so from there, he said, I want you to talk to Dr. Gillespie, which at that point, she was one of the professors in our um, school of technology. And I talked to her and what she told me was golden. And she said, Shamika, we can do anything we want to do. She was like, if you got it, just do it. You know, and I was like, Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Dr. Gillespie. And she was an African-American woman. Right. So, and I really, I really keened in on that. The, the president of our school of technology was a, um, I don't remember the lady's name, but it was a um, Caucasian woman. She was another one. I just don't remember her. She wasn't that much of it. You no, know, really didn't really get a connection with her. But Dr. Gillespie is the one that I really did. She's the one that encouraged me through my through my college life, you know, because I was like, I have to work. And, you know, I would talk to her about things like, I don't know about this. And she was like, you can do it. And she was just like, you know, it's okay to be, you know, in a male dominant field. She said, that's what we do. We strive to be, be to be better than everyone. So I think that she was really, you know, it was like, wow, if she said it, then I can possibly do this, right? <laughs> so Dr. Gillespie was, she was the next like professional woman that I would say that really gave me the encouragement to keep going because I thought about changing my major for a little bit. <laughs> and she told me, no. She said, what you need to do is add on to it. So that's where, what I'm doing now, what I told you earlier, um, digital marketing, yeah. came into play because at one point I mean you know marketing was it but graphics communications is really where I came out of but I was more in the industrial part industrial technology so she said well you need to add on to this she had the um, study of graphics communications where you learned about the graphic arts you know um, Adobe Illustrator InDesign Photoshop right those key elements you know to create you know, visuals and things of that nature that I spoke about earlier. With her encouragement, I said, well, hmm. She said, well, you know, you're a dean student, which means I had really good grades. It was on like, you know, if you think of a high honor roll, so that was me, right? So I kept my GPA up pretty high. And uh, she said, if you can keep, if you can do this, then you can add on this. And I was like, really? <laughs> You know, I was just like, that's too much. She was like, no, it's not. So I added on a second piece of my major. And it's a good thing I did because the Twin Towers fell right before I graduated from college. So that means all the internships that were available for industrials, technology, architects, drafters, any, anything in that realm, structural, engineering, construction, management. Yeah. If you were new, you were not getting, you were not being, you were not going to get hired, right? Because at this point, they needed experience five years and up. Right. So 
I was just so devastated. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? But because I listened to Dr. Gillespie and did my second part, my second, you know, like a, it's like a minor. And um, because I, I learned that, I was able to, you know, go into the printing industry, the printing and publishing industry, and which I never knew existed. How do you think company culture impacts business etiquette? How do I think company culture impacts business etiquette? I think it impacts it quite a bit, right? For example, I'll use the commercial printing industry that I was in. That industry, you know, you didn't have to be dressed up, you know, but if you were someone like me that dealt with clients, you still need to look the part, no matter what's going on in the back, no matter what's going on, and we will call production, no matter what's going on there, you still have to look the part. So it's very important because now you are representing the company. You are pretty much their brand, you know? And so if I come in, if I come to the front, what the guys have on or the people that are in the back with a t-shirt and some jeans, I'm not representing our company well, right? Do I do not look like I know what I'm talking about, right? So I had to be mindful of that. So I always had to make sure that I had the right attire for, for sure, the attire. Even it came all the way down to like, you know, your jewelry and things of that nature. Um, I didn't, I never really wore large earrings as much as I love them. But in that industry at that time, I was dealing with a lot of developers, engineers, architects. And then in the printing of the color industry, now we're dealing with developers and their assistants and their, you know, their, their admin assistants. Or we're also dealing with those, their executives. When you get up to the suite, the C-suite position and you're speaking to, to those individuals, you have to step your game up. And so you have to know when to make the change. You know, you can, right now, a, a lot of jobs were, you know, down, they're casual now, right? But a lot, back in the day, that wasn't so. Still, when you go to a board meeting, you cannot, it's not a good idea to come in with jeans and t-shirts. Right. It's just not. So that's how I, I learned that part is that, you know, you have to check out the culture of the career that you're in. What's your level of education? My level of education is I have a MBA, I have a master's in business administration. So that's my higher, highest I've been so far. I'm thinking about getting a doctor's, but not at this moment. <laughs> I started with a, a BA, Bachelor of Science in Graphics Communications that we talked about, specializing in industrial technology. Right. And I have my MBA, a master's in business administration. The reason I did that, some people ask me, why did you do that? Well, I learned the technical part, you know, of the industry. I learned the, you know, what makes it, I, I had that down pat, but I really wanted to get into how to create the business and what does the business side look like? So 
that's why I went and got my master's in business administration because I wanted to know more about the accounts receivable. What, what, how do, how does the C-suite, how do they, how do they think? Um, what does the president of a company think? How do they, how, what do they, what tools they use to get to where they're at, right? So that's why I did that because I really wanted to run my own business, but I want to know how to. I knew kind of how to do it, but I really wanted to see the insides of how it works because I was also um, a production administ administrator. So that means I handled a lot of business you know, business skills and developments, you know, I, I dealt a lot with accounts receivable. I dealt a lot with vendors, you know, outside vendors and different types of people, you know? So I wanted to know, hmm, how does all this play together? So that's why I want to know, I wanted to have a combination of knowing about the business and still being grounded in what I, what I do best. Great, that's good, that's nice. Have you noticed business etiquette lacking in companies today? Absolutely. Um, I think it is. I think the new thing is, you know, to be, you know, oh, you know, come in, come as you are. And I've heard that come as you are. As well as it sounds, that statement does not work for everybody. And I have to say, I'll just use African-Americans because that's what I am. Minorities um, come as you are, you know, what do you mean? What do you mean, come as you are? So I've noticed, you know, certain people, they don't dress the part. Um, they don't know how to switch it up. So let's say you're having a meeting and let's say we're having these C-suite individuals, these directors coming through. The last thing anybody wants to see is somebody walking around in t-shirts and sneakers and jeans, not the whole office. You know, especially if you're in the office environment. Now, if you're in the environment I just spoke about earlier, yeah, you want to see those guys in it because you want to know who's doing their, doing your work, right? But if you're in an office environment, you have to be able to switch the game. And I believe that's where it's lost. It gets lost in because people take it as, oh, I have to wear a suit. I have to wear this. I don't want to wear that. I don't want to wear stockings. Well, you don't have to go that far with it not anymore you know now a long time ago yeah. yes like I'm gonna tell you the truth I did not like wearing stockings my mom made me wear the stockings and I was just like this is for the birds um <laughs> but I wore them because she told me I needed to because to get a job um but now it's about to me and I say it's about your personality but it's about grooming it's about what you look like and everybody says oh it's not about what you look like it is it is about what you look like even on zoom calls i mean even though right now we are not in a in traditional environment right no, a lot of people are home and that's okay but when you have to show up you need to show up and that means you need to look the part you need to speak the part. Um, you don't need to get on Zoom. I'm just gonna say Zoom because this is the world we live in. Um, with a head scarf on your head. <laughs> uh, a roll is in your hair. Right. You're talking to talking. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you know, um, you know, you're, you're trying to explain to somebody what you're doing and that you're a professional at what you do, but 
they can't even get past the head scarf on your head for y'all to get to the point <laughs> so nowadays you need to be you need to present yourself well if you're going to be seen make sure however you're seen that you look appropriate right um, make sure you speak correctly i think that's another a big i think that's lost that to me is probably the the most the thing that's lost the most is how you speak right you know you don't speak to your your boss or your executive or your co-worker or even your client the same way you would speak to your family and friends right you have to put a divide you have to divide that so that's why i say what do you mean come as you are basically you have to be able to come as you are not don't do that don't do that um i i would i would encourage anybody to come be the best representative of yourself right you know so if you if you say you're a professional look like a professional right if you say that you're amazing at what you do sound like it right you know be confident at what you say and what you do because people are looking at you regardless of what people say yes you are being judged as soon as you open your mouth right i mean you're being judged when they first see you really to be honest so you know you're already people are already figuring you out when they see you that's number one show up but look good doing it and two when you open your mouth make sure that you're really thinking about it before you speak you know, if it takes a couple of minutes before you return an answer, take that time. Take that time. Well, I enjoyed having you here today. What do you think about our organization? I think it's awesome. Um, I think it's needed. I think young ladies for sure need to know that they are not by themselves. They're not alone. Right. And if you have a dream, and if you really want to do something that you can definitely do it. So I think that they need the encouragement from other women that have been there, done it, are, are in the limelight of doing it to be able to see it. Because that was the one problem. And I'm going to say it was a problem for me because I never saw it that way. Like I told you, like my mother, I didn't know that's what she was doing. I didn't know she was an entrepreneur. I, I did not put those two things together. Nobody told me that. So I had to figure things out on my own. You know, nobody told me that you're supposed to network. You know, they just told me to go to college, right. go to school. So that's what I did. Nobody told me that I needed to try to get an internship. I was like, what is that? So these are things that I think the organization would be so helpful in shining a light and letting um, young women know that these are these are these are the resources that are available. Here are the skill sets that you that you know that we see that you need to acquire. Giving them that that one up because because a lot of times, if you're like a person like me, you know I figured out majority of it. <laughs> On my, on my own, right? Because like my, my mother said something, I remember when I got uh, got to geometry and she said, you're on your own, girl, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, 
but she did take me to college to the colleges to get to, to talk to the tutors so i got tutored so that was cool right think about this what if she could have took me to Dubai's daughter what if she could have took me there where i could have really learned more about running a business right. more about okay i don't want to run a business i want to be a ceo well okay how do you become a CEO? What do you need to do? What is networking? You know, what is public speaking? Those things. And that's why I have to go back to Dr. Gillespie because she had us do this. We had to speak about a subject matter that we did research on in front of our class, you know, you know, each person. And she told us, do not use, um, 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 that's why, you know, she really helped me with that because I was like, I was like, but what do I, what do I substitute it with? She said, I don't care what you substitute it with, but you better come up with a word. I never really realized how impactful and how important it was until I was working at the YMCA as a, as a um, marketing director and some of the people that were talking and these were like higher up and they were using um, what I'm trying to say is, um, I was like, oh my goodness, it does sound bad. Coming from somebody that's supposed to have this knowledge base or whatnot, and they're doing that, you know, 20 years later, right? Maybe 30. I give her all respect there because I stopped doing that, like, because I wanted a good grade. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not doing that no more, you know? So, um, but yeah, so absolutely. I think it's very helpful. I think young women would love it and even if they come into it thinking they won't love it i think when they leave it they will love it i enjoy okay. that. i'm palil this is shamika stokes make sure to visit our website dubaisdaughter.org no problem thank you for having me on this show i appreciate it we appreciate you being here thank you